Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all drinking ages. This is Cincy Brewcast. I'm the Gnarly Gnome, and uh, this is the voice of Cincy Craft, which means we're another Cincinnati craft brewery because that's what we do. It's the uh, the way I generated an excuse so I can get away from my wife and go get a beer and pretend that I'm, I'm a working or something like that. We are at um, not even Cincinnati's newest anymore. You guys didn't hold that title for very long, but <laughs> one of Cincinnati's newest uh, breweries, Big Ash Brewing. Um, in what part of town is this considered? It's is this Anderson still? Is it is. It? it is Anderson Township. There's a little uh, island, that kind of a peninsula that that jets out there. So it's uh, Anderson, in between uh, uh, Hyde Park, Oakley, on the way to Mount Washington, at the uh, the bottom of the big hill on Beachmont Avenue. Anybody yep. who knows the area um, is familiar with um, what that means. So. Um, it's great to see you guys finally open. I feel like I was hearing about you for a really long time and just desperate to see if this was actually going to happen yes. or not. It's, you know, the, there's a lot of projects that uh, you hear about and then they kind of fizzle and disappear. And this was one that was definitely interesting and a different idea. And, uh, and we'll definitely get to all that. Um, Dave, uh, Dave Emery, is that right? That's right. Uh, welcome to the show. What is, what is your official job title here? Are you... Uh, my official job title is um, uh, Goat Roper, I think is what it was, <laughs> Cat Herder, uh, Managing Partner. I think it's uh, on the website, I think it has list you, uh, listed as uh, Head Beermeister. No, 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 no. I'm no? Not, no, no, I, I, I don't brew. I, <laughs> no, I'm not allowed to, in, in the brewery. Uh, John Pfeiffer, he's our, uh, he's our brewmaster and doing a phenomenal job cranking out the brews. I uh, manage the business and do the marketing and uh, try to make sure the place is full of people. <laughs> the important part. To, to drink well, the beer. I don't know what's the important part anymore. I don't know if the, uh, the keeping it filled is important, if the beer is important, if the food is It's, it's all. all. It's, it's a very complicated uh, puzzle important. anymore. Um, so, I mean, we'll... So, Right off the bat, the the interesting well, there's a couple interesting things, but the big the big thing about you guys is this big self serve tap wall instead of the traditional kind of um, brewery brew pub setup. It's it's something that's uh, definitely unique uh, here in Cincinnati. There's a, there's a couple bars here and there that have something similar, um, but definitely no tap rooms where yeah. this has been done. Um, and we'll kind of we'll dig into that a little bit, but let's start from the beginning. Tell me how. Um, all of this. No, we start from the beginning. We need to drink our beer. Um, beer, so beer. That's a, it's beer, a very beer. important part of the show. Yes. Um, it's called. Does it, well, you can't hear the sound, but it said from the beer fridge. <laughs> ah, yeah. Is it? <laughs> it's about time to get a new, a new app because this one crashes on me half the time. And <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, so um, I did stop out. I was telling you, I stopped out um, opening weekend and tried most of the stuff that you've got up there that is yours um, right now but there was one that I saw pop up that was a new one that I desperately needed to get my hands on and that's your Oktoberfest uh, it um, is October cheers um, it is it is fully Oktoberfest season too it's one of those days where it's a little bit chilly outside but you sit in the sun and you heat up and this, this beer just fits perfectly it is um, nice it's uh it kind of sits nice on that that middle ground between fest beers and Martzens to where it's still light enough that you can kind of put a few away if that's yeah. what you want to do, but it still has that nice bready kind of sweet flavor that um, I think a lot of us Oktoberfest fans crave. It's, it's delicious. Well said. It's well delicious. Said. Um, I, this may come off the wrong way and don't take offense to it. I was not expecting the beer to be as good as it was when <laughs> I, um, when I stopped in the first time, I, number one, when a brewery is new, 
it's always it's tough. It's, it's yeah. sometimes things need a little growing room and a little bit of, um, yep. a little bit of time to get it better. Um, and then also it's very easy to look at this idea and think of this as some kind of a, a gimmick right. and that the beer is not going to be as good as some other places around town. So I was extremely pleasantly surprised and I want that to be known, um, from the top. The beer is, is great here. So wonderful. Talk about the story. <laughs> how, so, did, how did this all happen? How did you guys come about? Well, uh, the sign says uh, established in 2011. So everybody asks, well, where the heck has this been? You, you know, where, where were you operating before? We were, we were operating in my beer cave. We started a craft brew co-op, a fraternal craft brew, craft brew co-op in 2011. What does that mean? 25 guys, we got together and started brewing beer together instead of the classic homebrew club where everybody brews on their own and maybe uh, does the five-gallon batch and then brings their, their, uh, their production uh, uh, to share with others. <clears throat> we did all our brewing together. So we bought a, a, a one-barrel system, which started off with a, an electric kettle and we were doing extract brewing you know, long ago. And then we finally learned how to brew real beer and then uh uh you know 50 guys uh, later we, we added a bunch more f- to the uh, co-op uh we decided hey let's go let's go make a real brewery and uh so uh, that's kind of the origins of it that's a it's a big jump though to go from uh from just hanging out with your friends brewing beer on the weekends drinking you know watching football that kind of thing to do this like how why? why? Why is a better question. Why, why make why? that jump? It's, it was my wife's idea, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we hear that a lot. It's, it's true, yeah. So we, we started, it was actually probably about almost 20 years ago, we started brewing in the kitchen. And after about two attempts at that, she explained that we weren't going to be brewing in the kitchen anymore. And we were, we were uh, uh, sent away uh, to go somewhere else. And so that ended up in the basement of my garage. I have a two-car garage with a full basement underneath wow. it. And that created a place where everybody could come and go. We got a code on the door, and it was you know, kind of the secret uh, club kind of thing. Right. It wasn't very secret because everybody in the neighborhood had the code. <laughs> and it was, it was the neighborhood pub. And so we started brewing there. And then when she saw that there were like 50 guys coming and going in the, in the, uh, in the garage basement uh, all the time, she thought that was not even a, a, a good idea either. And so she said, you know, get out. And, and so I so said, okay, well, we'll open a real brewery. So it's all, it's all her fault, though. So it's a fraternal brewery co-op is probably the best way yeah. I think you could describe what that, what that is. Um, how did you guys settle on this whole self-serve tap thing? Did that, is it because kind of... Uh, you know, when you were brewing in the in the in the, the beer cave, <laughs> whatever what did you call it? The, uh, the, the you know, we, it's. I assume it was self serve. You walk in, well, yeah, you grab yourself a beer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we did. It's a co op. You know, you brew your own beer and you serve your own beer. We had taps on the wall, and and so that was a little bit of that uh, that went along with it. But um, it was also a matter of uh, you know, if you, if you're going to start a business, I think you want to you want to be uh, solving a problem. You want to. You want to know what people are looking for, and you want to serve that need. And uh, otherwise, you're just kind of doing what everybody else is doing. So um, I thought about, well, if you go to a brewery, what are, the, what are the challenges that you have there? One of them is getting a beer. The craft brew scene is so popular, and there's so many people that are going to the uh, tap rooms. A lot of times you can wait for five or ten minutes trying to get the bartender's attention to get a beer. Right. And, of course, that's, you know, like, gosh, you don't want to do that. 
The other thing is, is there's so many fabulous beers out there. You know, you go to Streetside or 50 West, Little Miami, Brink. All the guys from Brink were over here just yesterday doing a craft brew tour. Right. And you want to try all these beers, you know. And so after you've asked the bartender for about I the think, 10th uh, time for a sample. Andrew McLeese was a little worse for wear this morning. Yes. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> they, they were having a good time. We were their first stop, and they were here about twice as long as they were supposed to be with their uh, schedule as they had laid out. So <laughs> it looked like the tour was going to take a lot longer. Right. But uh, so, so I, you know, so how can how can you sample uh, more beers, you know, and, and be able to try them all and find the the one that you really love? And so you want to be, you know, adventurous and say, well, I'm going to I'm going to go get that that uh, brew over there that's got uh, it's brewed with you know whatever dandelion leaves or something and but um and then you get it and it's like ah oh, that wasn't exactly what i was looking for so how can you sample a lot of beers without annoying the bartender and try them all and so i you know you can come here and have 20 different beers and uh spend 20 dollars and still drive home so it's a pretty it's a pretty cool idea uh, it allows you to sample and then find the one that you like the best and then then get a pint of that so that that idea of being able to to get a beer as quick as you can and then being able to find the one that's uh, that really is the, the most pleasing of all the beers we have available, I think that's the, what motivated it. What I think is neat too is not even from the the sampling side. Like maybe you don't want a full pint of something. Maybe you want a half pint. Not everybody serves half pints in town. You know, there's some places that do really great with it, but sometimes you yeah. have to get the full pint or a four ounce taster or whatever. Like. To, to be able to customize that level of, of how much of something you want to drink. Like, yeah, I really, I really want that big stout, but you know, it's, I, I don't want a full pint of it. It's not, it's not a stout day, whatever. Stout day. <laughs> yeah. It, may, it might be too hot outside. <laughs> I don't know. I drink stout all year round, but um, you know, to be able to, you know, to, to, to kind of customize that experience for yourself, I think is uh, something that's very, I mean, obviously very unique. It's something that, uh, that makes this work really well. Um, what is the uh, kind of the response from uh, people coming in here? You know, I know that you know, with, with a, uh, a fraternal brewery co-op like that, you've probably got lots of great feedback from people who they, you know, they, they feel personally yes. invested in what this is. But bringing in, quote unquote, outsiders, people who weren't there from the beginning, don't right. understand the soul. The, of the public place. is so, welcome. We want everybody <laughs> to join us. Fortunately, no code on the door anymore. <laughs> there's, there, there's been a lot, a lot of uh, traffic here, so it's been fantastic. But yeah, the um, so we so when we when we when we started the brewery, uh, of course, you know, I didn't have any money. I'm, I was broke and just uh, uh, needed to uh, scrape some bucks together. So we did kind of a Kickstarter right. and we ended up with 48 investors. That put together the you know what it took to get the thing done. We took out a loan. It cost about a 1.7 million dollars to put all this together, and so um, uh, in the process we have the brew partners and then all these investors. So there's 88 people that have a real personal connection, uh, either in terms of sweat equity or cash equity in the business. Right. So of course that creates you know lots and lots of uh, of uh, fantastic word of mouth advertising, and they're all bringing their friends in there because it's their brewery. So that's uh, that's been a great great uh, boost to the business and getting things launched. What about those those other people though? How have you heard them coming in here? How how uh, how are they adapting to this different kind of 
um, idea. Sure, sure. Marvel Tapper made. So, uh, so some uh, there, there's, uh, to my knowledge, there's only maybe a couple of these in the state of Ohio. There's a there's a tap wall over at Smoke Justice over in Covington. Right, they right. got one down there. Um, I think Braxton's got like four taps in there yeah, in the in the party room but to to go all in and this is the only way you can get a beer here is through the tap wall very different so uh, part of the reaction is well gee i want to sit down at the bar with my bartender and have a personal conversation about the beer and so if the you know if it's possible to do that if if it's the bartender and you there that's fantastic and we have a bar uh, and we'll be serving all of our craft spirits out there in the near future. Uh, but, uh, you, you, you know, the idea is not to eliminate customer service or alienate people with this technology. The idea is to have the ultimate customer service. So instead of our beer meisters, uh, which is, uh, you know, a kind of a transformed bartender, instead of them pouring beer and swiping credit cards, their objective is to ask you, how you doing? Did you like the beer? What kind of beer do you like? Guide you into it and let the customer do the pouring. It generally takes about 30 seconds to learn how to pour a beer. Uh, the tap wall is, is very sophisticated in terms of the technology behind it, the amount of uh, money we've poured into the chillers and all of the uh, gas system and everything to make sure that you get the perfect pour. It's a lot easier to pour a beer on this than it is on a normal beer tap in a bar or a tap room. I have noticed that. <laughs> I have not had a bad pour here. I, that was a lot of the concerns that I heard when I was you know, talking to people kind of yeah. leading up to you guys. Over. It's like, well, what happens when you get that crappy pour, when you get you know something that's all foam and then you have to pay for a glass of foam? Or, oh, you know, yeah. You know, and... Uh, we don't so, want that. And so we have Haley right here that's just walked up because she noticed that our glasses were empty. And uh, so, Gnarly Gnome, what would you like to, uh, would you like another uh, little um, sample there or Absolutely. Something? So what, what beer are you uh, hmm. most excited about? I, I think our Coffee Blonde is probably one of the most popular. John, uh, he came up with this recipe and people have, have gotten kind of really almost angry when we find out that it's, you know, the, te the keg blue, right? And we got to change it out and they get right. impatient. So, so I, I would highly recommend that. The New England IPA also has been really popular. Um, if you're into a light beer or mulligan, that's our golfer's let's, lager. Let's, let's go with the, uh, the coffee blonde. Coffee we'll blonde. Let's do that. Yeah, a couple of those would be good. Thanks, Haley. Yeah, so uh, so once you kind of get uh, get used to this idea of being able to pour your own beer, it's not really too difficult to do. Uh, we've got that's uh, a pretty good uh, pretty good success rate in terms of pouring beer. Every once in a while, uh, maybe with a change of a keg, we'll get a, a glass of foam, but it's pretty rare. And when that happens, our beer meisters are there to say uh, to, to you know to, to to offer you up a, a freebie. So okay. that's a, so it's a really good news if you get a if you get a pint of foam because. Uh, Thank you. Um, yeah. I assume that there's, there's always somebody kind of stationed at, like you said, that the, the spirits yes. bar, I guess as we call it, or obviously somebody over at the register at all. Times. Yes. Yes. So yeah. Those are, can always for see anybody who can't see me waving my arms around and pointing things out the the tap wall sits right in the middle of kind of the, the front room when you walk in the brewery. Um, and then on the far wall, there's the, the, the little craft spirits bar and then the, the registers on the other side. So. Um, there, there's always somebody close enough to you um, that if you have an issue, you can flag them down. You can, right. you know, I don't know what I'm doing. And they will what happened? What happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so as a couple things uh, happen, you, you, you have a card, just like a hotel room RFID card. It's a, it's a, got a little antenna in it. 
just looks like a credit card. You get that card at the, at the front desk, you link your credit card to that card, and then you can purchase all your beer and food, anything in the, in the uh, tap room. Uh, goes on to that card and then you check out at the end and you, you, you hand over the card and the uh, charges is then transferred over your credit card. Or something I, I read and I haven't looked. I heard something about like a little mailbox. You can just drop it right in yep. and then it'll automatically add, you know, 15% or whatever yep. the tip is onto it so that you don't have to even deal with, right. deal with, quote unquote, deal with, you know, checking out. Like you could, you could in theory walk in here. I guess you have to have some kind of contact. You have to at least yes. give them the, the card. To we want to know that you're more than four feet tall or <laughs> three feet at least and 21 years old. So we, we do want to have a little ID check coming in the door. And we want to make sure that your card's working because uh, uh, every time you come in, you have to reactivate right. just so we, we have a touch point. And so then once you're, you're uh, lit up, then you can go uh, pour your own. Uh, but never on your own. So we'll always be there to help you out. So going down a different path, another one of the uh, concerns I think I heard from people before you guys opened. Um, how do you monitor how much people are drinking um, ah, yes. or overindulging, uh, if that is the case too? Yeah. So uh, that's uh, been a big concern of mine because we, we love all of our guests and we want them to have a great time and then make sure they return uh, to do it all over again. And so having the point of sale counter and the bar uh, on both sides of the wall has us always, you know, being able to, to view what's going on. So we can check IDs when we're coming in the door and watch what uh, people are pouring. When you check in, uh, you get 32 ounces per person. Uh, that's your limit on your card. Uh, that's only two beers. It's not a lot. If you hit your uh, limit, you just wave your card. There's a beer meister right there. And they just, with a click of the of the, uh, the, 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 the card there, they'll, they'll, they'll re-up you. So it's a real quick thing to, to change. But that way we have a chance. You to, have to, that face-to-face yeah. contact. Yeah. Hey, yeah, and I think uh, I'm, I'm good after my two beers. Right. I need more. <laughs> I, much better than a bar when, you, when you know, you're standing three or four deep and they're passing pints over somebody's head. The bartender has really no idea right. if you're capable of talking or focusing or walking or anything. But when we're standing right next to you, you got a much better idea if somebody's had too much. And we've had that you know, happen a couple of times. And so we'll offer them up a, a soda around the corner, you know. How about a pretzel? Can we get you a hot pretzel? <laughs> Help you through well, this. And if if you are coming in here with your significant other, or whoever it may be, or your your kids, or you know somebody that doesn't drink, whether they it's their choice or they are small and cannot, <laughs> you guys have free soda for them. You can come in and just kind yep. of fill your drink and go. You don't have to be swiping a card or something. Yep. Like that. Well, no wait. So we have a, a soda machine over there, and so uh, there's a card reader. There's a kiosk for for self serve food. Right. So we have pizzas, uh, salads, soft pretzels, and you can you can actually pay for your soda there at the kiosk. It's gotcha. an honor system. Gotcha. If it's, it's uh, two bucks for a soda, it's a buck for the kids, and it's free for designated drivers. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So that's how that all works. And so the card works everywhere. It works on those self-serve uh, kiosks, or you can have uh, one of the servers order you know something for you. But everything kind of you know goes you on. You want to that. swipe yourself into the bathroom, do you? No, 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 okay. no, no, no. That's free of charge. Uh, <laughs> we do ask that you wash your hands. That's all. <laughs> Try to find the right one, but that's confusing. Even so, we don't. Go, yeah, never mind. <laughs> so let's talk about the coffee blonde now. Oh yes. Um, this is a style that uh, there there weren't a lot of around, and, and it seems like just like in this like summer slash fall, there's been like three or four of them that have popped up around town, and it's a really tough style to nail for me. Um, I feel like coffee 
if you go wrong with it, can give you this really bad bitter Bittering, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, this is awesome. You yeah. look at it and it's it's beautiful. It's got a little slight haze to it, but it uh it's nice and clear and bright and golden and. But then yep. you you close your eyes and you drink it and it's got that great smooth roasty oh, yes. coffee thing going. This is yes um, definitely one of my favorites that I've that I've tried here so far. It's a uh, yeah. So this is a, a bit of a collaboration, I guess. Uh, this is uh, we call it Backbeat Coffee Blonde because of the Backbeat Band. It's pretty popular in this area. They've been playing for a couple decades. It's the the brothers <coughs> Stevie and uh, Zach. And Jake, that are part of, uh, they own the Luckman's Coffee, which is just right around the corner. And their band plays at all the local places here in Anderson. They're phenomenal. So, so I assume that the coffee in it is, is from Luckman's. You guessed it, yeah. It's a Guatemalan uh, coffee called Huehue Tenango. And for some reason, it just it just clicks. And, you you know, when you, one thing I think, a great beer uh, you, you're already enjoying it before you ever taste it. So the aroma on this is fabulous. You get a real distinct coffee uh, aroma, and it just uh, introduces you to the beer before it hits your lips. And it's ah, that's just it's still I love like, it. even I love it. even at this point being ready for a coffee blonde or style like that. That's a little bit non-traditional like it's still like as soon as i pick that up and get it in front of my face it just you know, it yeah. still brings a smile to my face that like oh yeah. this is this is not what i expected when i could when i was looking right. at this glass beforehand and, and it's um, it's great you know for 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 breakfast uh uh you know i always like a cup of coffee for breakfast and so this is uh <laughs> this is a perfect substitute for that it, it's a perfect breakfast beer that's right <laughs> Not just stout, you know. They say, "Oh, it's not just for breakfast anymore." But. Right? No, this is—it's delicious. Um, I've been hearing really good things about the. Uh, you guys have a rye pale ale, rye IPA, rye IPA, yeah, yep. shipwreck rye. About yep. that one too. Yep. Um, what other? What kind of things have you been hearing from people about beers that uh, they're excited about? Things that people are um, talking about, I yep. guess. Yep. Well, the mo- looked at the untapped reviews and see what people were liking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Everything we have is plugged into untapped, by the way. So when we brew a beer, it goes up into untapped. And then all of the big screens where all of the beers are listed, that is a direct feed out of untapped. And all of the iPads that are above the taps that show the different beers we have, all of that is also a, a down feed from untapped. And when folks come in here, they can taste all the beers and then rate them. And the untapped folks were uh, kind of puzzled when we got things started. They, they, we were talking to them and said, what the heck's going on over there? We've never seen a place like take off and have so many reviews so fast. And uh, what we figured out is since, uh, you know, usually you, you go in, you'd have, you know, two or three beers uh, that you might rate at a, at a brewery. Well, having people coming in, they're rating 12 beers because right. they're all sampling them. Right. So they could try 12 different beers well, and then put the put the ratings on and tap. And as, you know, as much as I think people are kind of starting to lean back into just drinking again and not necessarily, you know, sampling a ton of stuff. When you walk in somewhere like this, it, it, it invites that oh, yeah. idea of just and even if your sample isn't, you know, two or three ounces or whatever it is, maybe your sample is six ounces or whatever in your head it is. It it invites this idea of just trying different stuff or mixing things like there's there's you know it makes it really easy to like you know what they'll be really good i want this raspberry whatever with this stout or uh, something and you just kind of get a score to gnarly each kinda, you're <laughs> just giving a sneak preview of what's coming up here now so yeah one of the things i would love to do is beer blends 
Um, given uh, the, our history as a co-op and having a lot of collaboration and, 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 and people uh, working together to do some fun things, uh, I'd love to do a, a beer blend of the month and have our customers uh, figure out what, what, uh, what they think is the best blend and mix them together. And then we, we you know, actually kind of feature that. You know, we don't have to change anything up. We just need to tell right. folks, we'll try, you know, a third of this and two thirds of that right. and, and, and make a blend. And I've, I've not done it yet myself because uh, I try not to drink too much <laughs> on the job. But That's, Isn't that why you yeah. uh, accepted this job? Yeah, <laughs> I think. I don't know. I get confused. <laughs> so talk kind of about this, this whole process of starting this up. What has surprised you about um, going commercial, quote unquote, however you want to word that, versus what you thought this was all going to be? Well, uh, there are, I knew there would be a lot of details and a lot of, you know, processes to work out and systems and stuff. But um, it, it's, it's even, it's, you know, 10 times more than I could have imagined. It's just every little tiny detail uh, needs to be just right, and, and and I'm a perfectionist, which is the blessing and the curse. So we do things, and then I say that's oh, not good enough. We do them over, and we do them over, and we do them over. So we still have you know a lot of little uh, blemishes in the process and the way we do things, and we're continually trying to to work those things out. And it's just uh, 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 a challenge to keep up with them all, I think, and, and right. try to do it. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a it's a great challenge. I love right. doing it. But uh, I wish I could just move faster. I think that's it. It seems like there's things that we knew or that we wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, we wanted to do them a month ago, and we're still trying to do them, and and that gets uh, that frustrates me. That well, I'd like to move faster. <laughs> yeah, we try to keep focused on the customers and what they're looking for, and and uh, and, and make sure we're keeping up with their uh, their requests and uh, anything we've we've missed on. You know, if we've if, if there's been a bad experience, ah, that just that breaks my heart. So we really want to go after. Uh, the customer experience and make it a great, great time uh, for everybody that walks in the door. You, you got, you only have so many hours in the week where you can party and have fun. Well, darn it, we want this to be the, the place where you can have the most fun. You don't have any any headaches. And so, if somebody if somebody has, I'm sure you have. Anybody listening out there, if you've had a a foamy beer or the pizza wasn't cooked just perfectly, come back in and tell me about it. And we'll we'll make it right. When things like that happen, and, and not just here, when things like that happen, like if you go to a tap room and you have something you don't enjoy or you have a bad experience, like talk to the people, tell them what's going on, tell them why you were disappointed with your visit, if that's the case, yeah, and let them either fix it for you right then, because sometimes it's really easy to fix, sure, sure, <laughs> and or let them fix their process that enabled that to happen and let it let it grow and let it become better don't just say oh you know screw this i'm going somewhere else like there's there's tell me let, yeah. let places grow let exactly. places evolve let places get better um, i feel like it's it's really easy just to say ah whatever i didn't have i didn't have fun and walk walk out but, sure um, that's that's how you that get better at it doesn't help anybody you get the feedback and the, you know we will get a review on on uh, you know gosh there's all of them yelp and google and and uh, Facebook and all those reviews, and so we 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 have not done a great job of keeping up with all those because there's just so many things to do. But that's a a real uh, big goal for me to to make sure we've covered those things. It's and, also really hard in some of those online forums to 
to weed out the stuff that you need to pay attention yeah, to from sure. the stuff that you don't need to pay attention to. Versus yeah. when somebody is here, they can walk up to their right. meister, whoever it may be, and say, well, look, here's, this is happening to me and I yep. don't like it. Yep. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, then, yep. and then figure that out. Do it, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> or, and maybe it's not something that can be fixed right away, but at least you have that communication and they can say, look, I'm going to run this up the food chain and we'll, we'll get this figured out you know, for you long term. We want this to be your spot. Absolutely, yeah. Let's That's talk about the food a little bit. You guys have pizza. Correct. Um, do you guys run your own kitchen or is this like a leased yeah. out kind of? So there uh, should be two things that are very, very reassuring to all the folks that might come here. One, I don't brew the beer, okay? <laughs> and two, I don't, I don't cook any of the food, okay? So uh, we found some, um, some, some folks to, to really run the business here. So um, back in the kitchen, uh, Stephen Young and uh, Terrell Jackson, those are the guys that are running our uh, the pizza operation. We've got uh, a gourmet pizza, uh, gourmet salads, and soft pretzels uh, and beer cheese that comes from Cervati's. There's Greg right over there. Hey, Greg. Say hi, Greg. He's not paying any attention to us. So that's Greg Gottenbush. He owns Cervati's. He's one of the, he's a, actually the biggest investor in the Big Ash. And he provides they're, all they're the, the best pretzels. They're the best pretzels. I, I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That's it. Sorry, sorry, everybody else that has pretzels, but Cervantes <laughs> is uh, definitely top for me. Yep, yep. So we, uh, so we have uh, got uh, a, a pizza that uh, is phenomenal. Uh, we've just, I'm just uh, addicted to them. We started actually, we started up a uh, 12-step program to to kick the addiction of Big Ash Pizza, but nobody would sign up. <laughs> everybody wanted to be. They just wanted to stay addicted to it, and so they're I guess almost, that's good news. They're uh, they're like pizza flatbread kind of like it's it's a little bit thinner crust. It's, thin, it's uh, a thin crust. Long, long it's not a flatbread. It's, 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 it's a, it's a we, have, we have a, yeah, we have a traditional crust, a, uh, a multi grain crust, and a cauliflower crust for the gluten free crowd. Oh, so we have a complete that's not a pizza. Uh, I know, <laughs> what, you know, but the people tell me I haven't ha- actually I haven't had one yet. I should have one. I but support they, you having it, but that is not a pizza. They period. say <laughs> that the cauliflower crust is fantastic, and the people that aren't even uh, crazy about gluten-free uh, right. uh, stuff, they, they say it's a great, great pizza. There's, so, a, there's a weird cauliflower trend going on right now, yeah. too. Like, there is... Like, I, Oprah's been going nuts about it. Oprah. Well, <laughs> if it's good enough for Oprah, it's good enough for us here, I tell you. So, uh, so, so if, you, if you are uh, uh, a vegan or, uh, in, or gluten intolerant, we have um, our gluten-free pizza, and uh, we have uh, ciders, and uh, we have a great kombucha from uh, Skinny Piggy on tap. We got guest taps up here as well. Right. We've got some seltzer from uh, Braxton. So some other, and wine, of course. We got four different wines up there. So it's more than just beer here. You need to uh, to get some some Rolling Mill uh, Brewing Company beer on tap. Rolling in, Mill. They're up in Middletown. That's all they do is gluten free beer. Oh really? Okay. It's, well, we just have to try that. It's pretty spectacular. Okay. So. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so Stephen's grandmother, Stephen Young, who, who owns Zablong. So Zablong Pizza is uh, down on 6th Street. Right. And he's also got a shop in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, and he's a, uh, from Anderson. So we kind of uh, connected on a lot of points there. And he's been doing a fabulous job. Terrell, who runs the, the shop here, uh, is just really, really focused on just excellence. So we, you know, we don't want to be the, the tap room and brewery that says, Oh yeah, well we got some food too. We want we want people coming here because we have the best pizza around, and coming here Friday, Saturday uh, during a dinner hour, and the place is just packed. Uh, and well, and it's it's 
it's one of those places for me that the the self serve really definitely steps forward and becomes even better. Like you can you can walk in here, don't even get your beer first, just walk around the corner, put your card over there, get your pizza put in, then come around and get your beer, and it's already working. You don't have to wait for all of that. Like it's it, the setup with the self serve for the food is is cool. absolutely perfect. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And we've we've so we've got some challenges. So because I'm sure some people listen to this and say, wait a minute, we waited 30 minutes for a pizza there one day. Right. Well, you can you can order one. I've timed it. I, I've gotten a pizza in three minutes. It's been just perfect. Uh, but I know there's folks that have waited way too long. And uh, the challenge is when we get 100 people that all show up at the same moment right. and order pizza. It, we can produce about 100 pizzas an hour. Uh, it's pretty quick. And if we get the right pace going, that's good there. So um, uh, we... we uh, well, my opinion definitely does not count on this because the day that I was here was grand opening. Oh, yeah. And uh, I put in my order for pizza. I think it took about a half hour, which, you know it's, what? Yeah. I, I'm okay with that on that night. So what, so what we've learned is if you're sitting at a table and drinking a beer and it takes 30 minutes or 45 minutes to get your food, it that's doesn't perfectly as long. No, it's not. But if you're standing in a self-serve kiosk and you order it, you want it right now. Right. And so we're trying to figure out how to kind of balance that out and make that work. So it's, uh, we believe that we have a, a great uh, customer experience and it is uh, fast. Uh, but not fast to be uh, poor quality, fast to get it out fast and fresh and hot. And uh, we know we can do this, and we do it uh, 95% of the time. <laughs> well, you guys, this this blending between uh, traditional taproom and this, this new technology kind of thing, you guys are, and keep in mind, there's been a couple places that have had this idea that have never, not been able to make it happen, but you guys are primed for an app that you could get on. And, hey, I'm an gonna, app? I'm coming here, and you know, I'm going to be here at 6, and I'd like a pizza then, and you can punch it in. And- Gnarly. You keep spilling the beans. You keep jumping ahead. I, I say that knowing that there's been a lot of breweries that want an app, that then all of a sudden, other stuff starts taking precedence. We have an app. <laughs> so, yeah, so there is an app. Um, actually that goes all behind this we've kept it uh, top secret until today because you spilled the beans and so That's now we're gonna t- oh gosh <laughs> should have warned me uh so yeah um uh we there's a lot of different ways that you can order beer and pizza and have a great time here and we wanted to kind of walk into it uh in a little more organized fashion as best we could and so we're kind of introducing this in layers so uh, we've got, uh, with all of our, our private members, all the partners that are involved, we've set them all up with the app, and we have that going. And they're guinea pigs. They're <laughs> guinea pigs. That's, all, that's, all, that's all they are. They think they're special. Well, actually, they're just experiments. <laughs> Try this beer. <laughs> Try this app. Try yeah. this pizza. <laughs> Can we can this right now? Let's just stop. Let's not go any further. So, so uh, next step is we'll open up a membership to the public, uh, and so you will have your app and your and a, and a membership card, uh, and so uh, you'll be able to get uh, you know pay pay up front and get a discount and special privileges and uh, live music uh, discount on uh, tickets for shows and that kind of thing. So we've got a fantastic. Uh, give us a few months though for, right, for that. Right, right, you know, right. We'll, but the but the technology is there, and we already we we are able to do it. But we just we, we there we just gotta drink slowly. <laughs> That's I mean instead of chugging. <laughs> well, it's you know, it's not simple opening any kind of any kind of place. Number one, but when you talk about a brewery and these different moving parts behind it all, and that is complicated enough. But then you throw in a new concept like this, yeah. and trying to 
trying to not only do it, but then be educating people along the way and letting, making sure that they're comfortable with it and understand it. And, um, it's, it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. You should have told me that before I started. Maybe I would have reconsidered. I don't know. Um, so going back at the question a while yeah, back, yeah, it yeah. kind of got us down a rabbit hole, but, um, you know, starting up, um, if somebody came to you today that was like, Hey man, I got this idea. I'm going to open up a brewery. What advice would you give them that you wish somebody would have gave you? Reconsider. <laughs> Maybe your day job isn't that bad. <laughs> Don't you know how much great beer there is already? That's right. <laughs> this is crazy. Uh, so we, well, yeah, I guess, uh, so uh, we were at, uh, Brink a couple, uh, it was probably, gosh, almost two years ago. And there was a big, uh, there was a, uh, a, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, it was kind of like a, <clears throat> a gathering of craft brewers and, and, uh, some bar owners to discuss about the future of craft, uh, uh, beer and, and, and how many breweries there were at the time. And <laughs> are we already like at the point of the bubble's going to burst and it's right. all going to crash and too much? So the, I, I guess the, the thing that, uh, came out of that, that discussion was that, uh, Nobody ever asked, is there, do we have too many restaurants? Is there too many burger joints in town? Um, and so you can consider your craft brewery and your tap room as just another place where people go for food and beer and entertainment. And to the degree that you have something that's a, a great offering, it's, it's, it's a, uh, something that the folks love and uh, it draws in a crowd to, to serve you know them locally, you're you can put those in all day long. So we've got 7,000 plus breweries across the United States. It's increased by threefold in the past 10 years. And according to my count in Cincinnati, quote unquote. Okay, yeah, how many? 65. 65 now. 40-ish miles of. 40-ish miles, whatever, whatever Cincinnati is. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so it's, it's just, just it's amazing. So um, we've got uh, Paradise. Brewing up on Beachmont, uh, we've got Happy to Brew, which is a, a Clough and uh, Eight Mile, and uh, Streetside, which is around the corner from here, Fifty West, Mount Carmel, is on the the other side of Anderson Township. So we've got our colleagues that are here uh, that have been here you know long before we have, and uh, but I don't feel like we're bumping into each other. And then Deadlow, right. so the guys that opened up Deadlow, John and Paul Gannum and Kyle Havens. Uh, those guys were all part of the Big Ash uh, co-op, and they uh, they wanted to, to to. They didn't like your self-serve taps, and they said, "We got to do this different." No, no, they were they they wanted to do this way before I did, and I'm like, "No, I'm not going to do this. This is a crazy idea." So they took off and started working it and got their uh, their idea going before we did, and then, and then when I, before them, by the way. Well, yeah, but they they were working with the city. We had the advantage of the township. They were much easier to deal with, so they. They actually did a phenomenal job getting that thing uh, going despite... I still haven't been there yet. I'm, I'm debating if I'm going to stop on the way. I, I mean, no, honey. I was not just brewery hopping just, instead of being at home. Oh, right. Sure. Yeah. Good luck with that. So, yeah. So no, I, that part they, they sold out their uh, Deadhead concert. They, got a, they had a uh, Grateful Dead tribute band played there on, I think, Friday night. Right. Uh, I was down there a couple weeks ago before they opened. Um, but was just uh, swamped myself last week, so I missed the, the grand opening all that. But I heard they just there was no room to fit in the place, and it, they've done a phenomenal job with all, it's a great venue down there, down by the river. Gosh, big so, big place. Talk about the uh, the overall going on on venue and the the, the space of yeah, yeah. people are. <clears throat> talk about this place. So it's a tumbleweed. 
is what I see. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, talk about how you guys kind of took, uh, there was a Mexican restaurant that was here in yep. between. Yep. Um, uh, talk about how you kind of took the space, made it your own. How did you kind of come up with this idea of how it's laid the out? layout, yeah. So we have 5,400 square feet. It's not huge. It's not tiny. Uh, we can put about you know, 200 people inside and another 100 and a half outside. So it's made a pretty good crowd. The uh, front uh, uh, tap room has got the taps. It's got uh, some seating with in-out bar tops, so you can we open up the windows and you can sit inside, sit outside, and then a big garage door opening in the middle. So we're sitting out in the patio right now, and it's about the perfect temperature. We're sucking and up the, the last sun little is bit just of good temperature. Oh, it's so sweet. So we got a really cool patio. We're gonna we're gonna actually expand on this. We're gonna go out another. We're gonna double the size with a deck. A deck. Yeah. We'll be building that out, so that'll, that'll be, be nice. ready in the spring. And we're going to have a little grill out in the side here so we can do a grill and a, and a smoker's cabana over there. So, little expansion. But this tap room up front is not, it's not huge. It's big enough to, for standing and uh, finding your beers and getting in and out and getting to the bar and it all that. It got a little crowded on grand opening. You got, yeah, it was a little, you know, everything was a little crowded. Yeah. So the, the Sky Top Pavilion, if you're familiar with this, it's a parking lot for an entire grocery store and strip mall. And I heard so many stories about people pulling into the parking lot and leaving because they couldn't find a parking space. <laughs> that is the first time in the history of this, this whole development that that's been the case. Behind the tap wall, then, um, we have the, the beer hall and the party room. And the party room is not yet uh, set up as a separate room, but it will be with a movable wall. Push is that button. kind of that side on over the, here? On the yeah. right side gotcha. there, yeah. So we could have a party room for uh, about 50 people over there. The beer hall seats 100 and um, uh, we'll have the stages on the left there as you go back in there. So we'll have a big stage. Uh, the screen, we have a 165-inch projection screen up there. Not big enough. Uh, in about another week, it'll become a 200-inch wow. high-end projection <laughs> screen. So all of the uh, football and everything that you... Uh, uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, all that, yeah. Haley's hovering around us, taking care of us here. So she's going to take our picture. So Gnarly's picture is never allowed. And take okay. it from over here so my face isn't in. Yeah, yeah. You can't, they don't know what my he looks like. My wife can't know where I'm, where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's okay. Well, you have to take more. So you have to make sure that the sun is in the right thing there, right? Uh, here, I, does that work? Okay. So anyway, so behind the beer hall and the party room, then you go back and we have the brewery. So where the kitchen was before... Uh, that is now the brewery. Take it from over here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, the, over there, over there, over there, over there. So that way, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah perfect. We're trying, sorry, for all of you that are listening and we're trying to uh, organize some photography here at the same time, and it's, it's confusing. Doing some marketing. Yeah. It's important. So we... So we have the, uh, the, the, the uh, breweries back there where the kitchen used to be, and the kitchen is where the dishwasher used to be. So we have the, the kitchen is 200 square feet. It's a little tiny pocket. It's a fast uh, conveyor belt oven to cook the pizza, so we can do that really quick. And then we've got a walk-in cooler at the very back and a 100-foot-long beer wall that, uh, or a 100-foot-long beer line that takes the, the beers from the walk-in cooler in the back all the way up to the tap wall in front. Right. So. A little bit, uh, a little bit of a run there for the beer, and so that's uh, so it's it's a great size to to the, the bulk of the space though is is that 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 the beer hall in the middle that big open um, it's 
it's designed for people just to come in these groups and hang out and spend time together and, and yep. drink and eat and just, just watch watch football or whatever the sport of the, the season sport is. Right now it's sure. definitely a, a football season. So the Bengals? I don't know. We don't talk yeah, about the Bearcats. Yeah. So yeah, so the beer so the beer hall and the beer hall and the party room that all can can come together. Uh, we expect to have some pretty serious live music here. Uh we have uh, also um, a program for our uh, to support different nonprofits. So every month we have a different nonprofit that we'll support, and that'll expand into having multiple groups that we'll we'll uh, support. In uh, right now we have one in five, which is an organization that's committed to um, uh, come up against the uh, horrific tragedy of suicide. And uh, one in five means one in five people suffer from mental illness, and uh, so their objective is to. Uh, stop the stigma and start the conversation about mental illness and expose the uh, this this uh, this uh, sad situation which we've seen multiple times in Anderson Township. So, with each of these nonprofits that we have here, uh, we will contribute five percent of each uh, individual's uh, beer tab if they would like to contribute to the nonprofit. We'll match it, and then we've got uh, parties that we will hold for them, and we had a town hall meeting, our first town hall happy hour. So we'll talk about the mission of the nonprofit and raise awareness, raise some money, and uh, help them find some more volunteers and followers for that. How often do you guys switch out those nonprofits? Each month, we'll have a different one. So in November, we have Gearing Up for Good. Joe Motes, he's riding his bicycle. It's just a short trip from here to San Diego and back, 6,500 miles on a bicycle. Talk about crazy. Get up this hill. He needs to go to the one in five folks with a mental illness. I mean, this is not normal. People do not ride a bicycle 6,500 miles. He is a superhuman. And what he's doing is to raise uh, money for Parkinson's disease. Uh, $650,000 is his, his objective. And when he returns on November 7th, he's going to pedal his bicycle right up to the Big Ash Brewing. Uh, and we're going to have a party for him like no other party. And uh, benefit concert by Backbeat uh, that will be that night uh, to, to, to fund uh, his Lots his of coffee concert. blonde flowing that of, night. A lot of coffee so blonde there. You guys should dedicate one of your taps as like your uh, your your charity tap, something like that. You yep. Different beers rotating on and off, but just whatever you're pouring from there, a certain well, percentage goes to. Well, we decided why why just one tap? Why not all of them? But is it for, for the whole month, I'm saying, the, you have that tap that you could just always wow. be, every for, time you're pouring that tap. For the whole month, we're going to gotcha. contribute That's 5% right. of our beverage proceeds to match up whatever Perfect. that, so it's not Even one tap. Better. Even better. We, we, this is serious. <laughs> this is like, this is, uh, we want to be very generous. That's perfect. We found that generosity is a beautiful thing, and the more generous we are, uh, it comes right back. And so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a really great it's a great, great uh, system. Got a lot of interest. It's, in that. it's this other side of craft beer that I think sometimes people who aren't in this whole world don't understand how important that is to the, the community of being right. a craft brewery. Um, the, the giving back and, and being part of something bigger. It's absolutely, the reason why we're successful is not because we made great beer. It's because people came and drank it all. <laughs> That's why we're successful, and so. To, to the degree we, we can be engaged uh, in the community and be a part of it. And, um, I mean, it just, it's just the right thing to do. It feels good. It's, it's really why we're here. If, I, if the only reason to be here was to, to make beer and pour it, uh, I wouldn't be doing this. Right. Um, but to, be, uh, to, to really be engaged and supporting the, the schools and supporting 
these organizations that are working so hard to do uh, something good. That makes me feel great. Uh, there's so much, you know, this whole um, divisiveness in the world, the politics, all the crap that's out there. I don't want to hear any of it here. All we want to do is bring people together. That's the beauty of we it. We want to love that's them. the beauty of what. We what, want to serve them yeah. and have a great time. And that's, uh, it's, that's, that's, the, that's the whole point. So let's talk about the future. You talked about the deck on the front. The deck, and that's, yep. that's awesome. Yep. How, how, what is the long-term goal for a place like Big Ash? This is very different than a place that uh, is designed to be on shelves all around town and that kind of thing. I don't get the impression that's the goal of what this is. Correct. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we talked a little bit about that, that meeting we had at Brink Brewing a couple of years ago and figured out, well, if you're, if you're a tap room and you're brewing beer and you're there local, there's a lot of room for that. Uh, the higher up the food chain you go with trying to, to uh, 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 distribute beer to, other, to all the, the bars and restaurants, it gets more competitive. And then if you're trying to put the, the uh, six packs on the shelf at the grocery store, it gets, it gets crazy. So right. uh, when we did a little bit of uh, you know, market study, uh, we decided that probably wasn't the direction we wanted to go. We wanted to stay local and, and, and really um, uh, focus on the, uh, our, our, our own brewery and tap room. Um, uh, that's that's where we're gonna stick. So ha- having having said that, uh, we have our um, our Bogey and Brew is one of is our is another brand that we have. So it's our golf, our whole golf thing. So we've got the a summer golf league. Um, we've raised uh, money with our golf outings every year since gosh uh, probably 2012 I think. Uh, we've supported May We Help. That's another one of these great nonprofits that we've worked with. And so that whole uh, golf thing, we've got a lot of golfers here. Uh, every week, it seems like we get another request to, to put uh, together a basket and some cards for a golf outing. So we love to do that. We'll distribute our beers to the golf courses that are around here and probably to the local bars and restaurants, but really more of a, of, of a marketing thing. Uh, we just we have a seven-barrel brewery. It's not that big. We can produce enough beer for that, but getting beyond that, we'd have to build a, another is, brewery. Is there discussion of this idea being... Uh not necessarily franchised, but growing into could, other tap rooms could. and other places. If we were to grow, that would be the way we would grow. We would we would do other establishments. Yeah, this, this, yeah. this idea just right somewhere as, else, right, as opposed to distribution. Uh, the, the the retail dollar is the is the biggest one. The wholesale dollar is a lot smaller, so you have to you have to have a a big production brewery to do that. And that's just uh, I like the people part of it more than the trucking part of it, and right. so. That's, <laughs> I think that's where we're staying. Semi truck with the big Ash logo would look really cool. That's okay. Well, you we can Photoshop that. <laughs> uh, so, what is the the measure of success for for you personally? How do you know that this is what the uh, the bigger idea hmm. was? Well, uh, I guess the, the the number one you know gauge is you know people coming in the door. Is it are they coming in for the first time because we've done a good job with our marketing to draw them in the door? And are we doing a great job with the customer experience? Are they coming back to to uh, to do it again? And on both uh, both measures, we're doing really well with that, and we'd like to see you know more and more of that. Right. Uh, if uh, my goal is to raise a uh, million dollars for charity in the next ten years, uh, I think I think that's probably conservative. I don't like to you know like overstate things. So, but I've kind of done the math and figured out how this contribution things works and i think we can do that i saw the guy uh and it was in the news uh, just uh, yesterday 
who said uh, he was trying to uh, have, have people make a contribution to his beer budget. Mm-hmm. And he ended up raising $3 million for yeah. a local hospital. Yeah. So I've got, I, that was very inspirational for me. <laughs> I would love to do that. It can be done. <laughs> yeah. So people coming in and saying, man, we had a coffee blonde. It was fabulous. The pizza was excellent. We came here and had a great time. Uh, it felt so good being here. It's cool. We love the patio. Uh, we're coming back. Thank you for raising money for our charity. Uh, when I hear those things, that's what I live for. And uh, if we do all those things right, then everything else just takes care of itself. And that's it. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I appreciate you making some time for me to sit down and uh, um, lending your patio for me to spend my afternoon uh, after work. This is, uh, I couldn't think of a better, tough, better way to spend this. Tough tour of duty you got there, gnarly. I mean, <laughs> my, wow. Yes. <laughs> um, for anybody who hasn't been here, like I said, the bottom of the the hill on Beachmont, it's uh, you, you can't miss it. It's in the uh, the other than this and Starbucks, the abandoned parking lot from Biggs and whatever else. <laughs> Not for long. Here. They're going to build something behind us. Uh, they need to get their butts in gear. I've heard that for so long now. This hopefully will be that uh, that catalyst. That's it's a whole other um, the whole way, other the way. way. The way breweries can provide that catalyst for people to say, oh, right. oh yeah, people are coming. Like, this could make sense, uh, and then that makes it happen. So, yeah, it's going to happen. Um, well, thank you very, very much for coming out and taking the time to do this. I really course, appreciate it. Great to meet you. Thank I you wish too. I could see what you look like. Uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, well, well maybe not. Get, can't wait to get back in the parking lot and take this mask That's off. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, for for anybody who doesn't know, um, we're getting ready to brew Big Sis this week again. Um, so stay tuned for some of that stuff. Um, I might do something. It's, it's, we're brewing that. Well, we did brew it when you're listening to this on Friday, so hopefully, I'll, maybe I'll do some live What's that? stuff. What's so, big sis? I don't know. Um, it's a big charity beer we do. So uh, there's a long story behind that. The guy I started the show with, um, Mike Cisneros, um, he died from a stroke a few years back, and uh, every year we brew a, a big charity beer for him every winter and uh, tap it and do a big event. And I will be hitting you up for one of those gift baskets oh, for the event. So. You get it. You got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> We've got Big Sis coming up, and we'll have more details on the event and the beer and all of that. Um, it's going to be down at Alexandria again this year. Um, and so stay tuned for that. Um, if you like the show and you want to support the show, patreon.com slash the gnarly gnome, you can toss me a couple bucks a month, and it keeps my wife on my back and enables me to do more, better, bigger things. And I've got some <laughs> fun stuff um, in, in the works for that. So um, I appreciate everybody listening to the show. Please share it with a friend. I don't care if you rate. I don't care if you subscribe. I don't care what you do. Just tell somebody about the show because that's how it keeps growing. Thank you very much for being on the show. Thank you, Gnarly. <laughs> Fantastic. Come back. We'll be back next week. Uh, I should have looked at where we're at next week. We are... Hang on. I'm going to try to pretend like I am not... Great craft brewery. We, yeah. It is somewhere amazing. I actually feel... Fantastic place. Uh, it's probably going to be a half and half show. So I'm doing an interview with Don Heinrich Tolzman about his new book. It's going to be a fun one. We're going to be at uh, St. Adams for that one. So cool. Cincy Brewcast, the voice of Cincy Craft. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>